What's up, guys? It's Ian and Connor from E-Town Area High School, Grade 10, and today we are talking about a topic near and dear to my heart personally, nationalism. You see, nationalism is a really fun topic because to us students, we believe it is pride in one's country. And boy, do some countries have a lot of pride in their country. Oh boy, let me let me tell you, Connor. Um, well, America certainly certainly does have a lot of nationalistic pride, don't we? Oh heavens, yes, Ian. When it comes to that wall, we gotta get it built. Oh heck yeah, dude. Okay, well, according to the actual definition, straight from Google, ripping this right from that, nationalism is the identification with one's own nation and support of for its interest, especially to the execution exclusion or detriment of the interest of other nations. Well, I think right from that definition, I think that speaks near and dear to a country that I don't think anybody ever wants to revisit, and that's Nazi Germany. Oh, yes. That was a very, very, very trivial time in history. I definitely think Nazi Germany is the perfect definition of nationalism in its purest form, with key players such as Adolf Hitler giving you that pure nationalist believe in the German Reich kind of spirit, with people that were willing to lay their lives on the line for Hitler to support the Nazi cause. Well, you could think of it in a very violent and almost tyrannical way, such as that, or you could think of it in terms of America, our early development as a nation. Uh, we were very, very nationalistic, very patriotic as we were beginning our nation. It was a very... Boo Britain, go America, give us our freedom and we deserve it. And this is why mostly you monarchies are not good. No more monarchies. All right. Well, there are a lot of other, a lot of more prideful countries, I think, than America. So uh, what are some, what are some other countries, Connor, that are a little more nationalistic than us? Is there any? Um... I think as of today, I'm going to have to put my bet on Poland. I mean, it's a country that probably has the most played national anthem in the entire world. Like, everybody in Poland knows that national anthem. Everybody in that country has a Polish flag. They just love their country, even though they've had a tortured history at times. But now that Poland's alive and thriving in this world's economy, I think it is definitely the most nationalistic country. Well, while, while Poland is very nationalistic, as you have stated, I do believe that the mo two most nationalistic countries that you could ever find are India and Pakistan. Mostly because, well, every day at the opening of their border, they send out two of their finest dancers to show off their skills to their neighboring countries. What, how more patriotic can you get than that? Honestly, do we send our best soldier dancers down to the Mexican border and have a little salsa dance-off? I don't think so. I would love to see that, though, honestly. All right, well, let me try to one-up that. I don't know if I can. Oh, wait, mm. yes, I can. With oh, Scotland. Oh, my lord. Even though Scotland has not been recognized as a country, as of the UK, it is still a part of them, I think Scotland is the most nationalistic country. Because if you think about it, back, uh, if you take a little history lesson, back in the day, Scotland had a lot of, like, movements trying to get away from the UK. They wanted to be their own separate uh, country, and the UK kind of said no to that. So then they had a huge rebellion and everything. Scottish people wore blue face paint into battle. They wore their kilts. They screamed. They gave a heck of a fight to the British, and they almost won. 
And then it comes to today's society, Scotland has wanted to secede, I have known that. However, with recent votes, they have been unsuccessful to secede. But I think now, with today's given response of the UK pulling out of the European Union, I definitely am a firm believer that Scotland will pull out of the UK and join the EU. Well, you do have a very, very valid point there, Connor. But I maybe I'm wrong about this, but I still be, I'm a firm believer that the United States of America, the go- good old U.S. of A., is the most nationalistic country you could find on this planet, with its humongous and increasing border security, and it's just general pride for their nation and its leader. Um, I just personally think that America just can't be topped. We have one of the biggest militaries in the world. We are the international police force, basically, for the Middle East, part of Asia, and basically anywhere. If there's a problem, U.S. is there. We are ready to support anyone who is in need, and mostly, just we're good old. We're very proud of our independence and what we have become of our nation. I completely agree with that statement. Actually, let's take let's take a little bit of time to go back in time to a country that we know today as Russia, but back in the day it was known as the USSR. So let's give it up for the USSR. Led by Stalin. Are we actually applauding Stalin right now? Yes. Okay. That's... So, let's go back in time when uh, the Soviet Russia became a thing. Back when the Tsars were overthrown by the Bolsheviks, Lenin was thrown as their party. Yay, great Lenin. But then, uh-oh, he died. We all thought that a different man would come to power. Khrushchev. Uh, Khrushchev would come to power. But, turns out, nope, Stalin came to power. So Stalin, I think he is probably the most nationalistic leader out there when it comes to him and the terms of his pride in his country. It was always, as far as the people's, mm, their view is probably more nationalistic towards Stalin, not their country. But I definitely think Stalin tried to do it for the good of the country, not him. When it came down to the greater scheme of things, it probably came to more Stalin than the country. But the USSR stood for, what, about 19... We'll say 20s when it just kind of like picked up and everything to about the 90s when Gorbachev tore down the wall and ended the USSR. So I think that country is definitely a very big fascist, not fascist, communist power and everything. It was a nationalist country. Um, I definitely think there was a lot of just buffering there. They always wanted to flex their muscles. Russia has always had a past with having strong leaders like their current one, Putin, who likes to take pictures of himself with no shirt on. Why would you do that? I would be absolutely terrified if I suddenly got or suddenly saw a picture of our good old Cheeto president with no tie. Actually, that feel like without Tr- Trump's ties, he is naked. But who knows? And honestly, I think the well, if you think of it this way, if you call Stalinist Russia nationalistic, couldn't you call any communist state nationalistic? I think that's a very good point. I think you're about on the spot. I mean, you look at Vietnam back in the 70s when America was just kind of like, yep, no communism. I mean, Vietnam was kind of like the rebel cry and everything. They wanted to bond, they wanted their uh, freedom and everything. So all the people came together, the Viet Cong, the Viet Minh, everything, fight the Americans, get them out of our country. And in the end, they were successful. The casualty ratings was very high for them. But in the end, they were technically successful. They got their country. They're communists today. And they are, like, one of the leading rice uh, producers in the world. So I think it turned out well for them. Well, did it turn out well for every country that we tried to back? 
for or tried to oppose in communism? Or in that matter, did it work for every country that we tried to support in the fight for communism or against communism, I should say? I mean, I guess you do raise a very good point there. I mean, whenever we try to stop communism in the name of uh, prevention and in the name of democracy and whatnot, it really doesn't work out anytime because the ruler or technically democratic president that we try to install in the country typically turns, you know. I do have to. Agree. I do have to agree with you there, though. Most of the countries we invade in the name to get out, we usually kick out president and install with a democratically elected person that later turns into a dictator. However, I think one of those situations where I think it has actually worked out and the country is still together in one piece now is, I think, Grenada. That was the only country that turned into communists. We overthrew them overnight, installed a new government, and they are still standing today. And I think that is probably the only instance I have seen us invade a country and it hasn't gone to complete, like, crap. Well, not for better terms. Yes, you are right, Connor. And I do believe we are just about out of time here. We thank you for letting us, you know, record for your challenge. And we hope you at least enjoyed listening to our silky smooth voices. And this is Ian. And this is Connor. Signing off.